0: Hello and welcome to the Mind and Matter podcast. I am your host Lucy Watts. So I have a pretty big episode in store for you guys today, um, talking about an issue that's really important and very pertinent to the times that we're living in at the moment. So, today I'm going to be talking about the increase in hate crimes towards Asian people, which has come from the beginning of the COVID 19 pandemic. And I'm also going to have two separate guests on the show who are going to share their experience of what it's like to be Asian in Australia. Before I launch into this episode, I did just want to start by acknowledging that it has been a hot minute since I've put out an episode. Every episode that I do put out, I, at the end, will very optimistically promise to be back in another week with another episode, and I fulfilled that promise to varying degrees of success, but since the last time I said that, I have absolutely failed miserably. And honestly, I had very much planned to continue putting out an episode every week And totally underestimated how busy and hectic life can be. I did start doing this podcast in the Melbourne stage for lockdowns when we were at home all day. And I was doing uni from home and I wasn't really working. I was working from home. But since my last episode, I have gone back to uni as in face-to-face, get the train to uni every day, kind of back to uni. I'm fully back at work and I am also volunteering and honestly it's just been very hectic and I'm sure many of you have experienced this. It's been quite overwhelming going back to our full schedules and trying to remember how we actually made time for everything back in the day and I am going to stop promising an episode every week and I'm just going to put out episodes when I can and the reason why I, I'm doing this is because I don't want to just rush the episodes and put one out every week for the sake of putting one out. I do want to make sure that they're properly researched and that they're relevant content and content that you guys are interested in listening to. So the increase in hate crimes towards Asian people is something that I think I was slightly aware of last year as COVID-19 hit and we kind of went into our lockdowns and worked through this global pandemic but it wasn't until recently and it wasn't until I started doing my own research that I realized just how exponential this growth in hate crimes and discrimination has been and just how much of an impact this has had on the Asian community and is happening all around the world. So to give you guys some statistics to kind of put it in perspective. So in New Zealand, 54% of Chinese people reported experiencing discrimination. The UK has reported a 300% surge in hate crimes towards Asian people. And here in Australia, we saw a significant surge, particularly following late March when a lot of our kind of lockdown started across the country. So there was a particular story of two sisters whose names were Sophie and Rosa Doe. And as they were crossing a street in Sydney, they were verbally abused, spat on and referred to as Asian dogs. And they were also accused of bringing COVID to Australia. And there was a survey done by the Asian Australian Alliance, which recorded 377 similar incidents to this happened over just a 47-day period between April and June. So as Australia went into our lockdowns, and I guess we really started to feel the effects of COVID, there was this phenomenon where all Asian people in the country were being blamed and targeted as the cause of why we were in this situation, particularly as the coronavirus originated out of Wuhan, China, Asian people from all over Australia, even if they weren't Chinese or had never been to Wuhan or had never even left Australia, were suddenly being accused as the people who brought this to our country. And then obviously having Trump in America, referring to it as the China virus, only aggravated this kind of rhetoric all around the world that it was Asian people's fault that we were in this situation. And it only takes like one Google search and you will see so many sickening stories of people getting spat on and beaten and verbally abused and assaulted literally just because they are Asian. And the thing that really gets me about this and why I really wanted to do this episode is because the lockdowns and the year 2020 in general was a hard one for everyone and it touched everybody's life in some way. So after everything you're already working through with the impact it had on mental illness and finances and everything like that, if you add on to this that people have to also experience violence and discrimination and being assaulted or abused whenever they leave their house is honestly, I, like, I, I can't even fathom it. And so I live in Victoria and honestly I can't even remember anymore how many months we did of lockdown, but we did we did have a really long drawn out lockdown where you could literally only leave your house for exercise and essential shopping. And seeing so many Asian people come forward and share their stories that they were fearful of leaving their house because they were scared of being abused is so saddening to hear because we were already so trapped and then for them to be trapped even further. And so, Stell who you'll hear from later on in this episode, she is of Chinese heritage and she lives in Sydney. And she talks about how she would do her shopping or run her errands either like first thing in the morning or later on in the night when it was less busy so that she would limit her exposure to other people who could potentially pose some kind of discrimination to her. And, you know, I am very much aware that as much as I am passionate about this issue that I am a white person and I can't speak to what this experience was like, which is why I wanted to introduce um, two perspectives of women who were Asian and living in Australia so they could give a more authentic portrayal. But this podcast is only one taste. And if you are interested in learning more about this issue and you want to... A greater awareness of what it has been like for Asian people since the beginning of COVID-19, there are two Instagram accounts that I would recommend you follow. One is Alyssa Ho Writings and she is a Vietnamese Australian and she is also an activist and she shares a lot of really valuable resources and information. The other account that I would re- recommend is intersectional.abc which is run by Emma, who is an American-born Chinese woman. And she also is a very strong activist and gives a really strong perspective. So one, I guess, kind of major example of these hate crimes that really brought this conversation to the forefront was the Atlanta shootings. And I think this was maybe the event that made me realise just how deep-seated and just how intense this hatred and discrimination is. So I think it has been quite widely publicised and most of you probably know the details by now. But just to give you a little bit of a refresher, the shootings occurred in Georgia, Atlanta. They occurred at three separate massage parlours and there were eight victims and six of these victims were Asian women. And a lot of people were kind of up in arms and trying to argue that this wasn't a racially fueled event that there were different motivations or that it's just a coincidence that six of the victims happened to be Asian but the perpetrator of these murders was quoted saying I am going to kill all Asians so any argument that this that these crimes weren't racially motivated is therefore rendered null and void because this man openly said I I'm going to kill all Asians. Another event that is definitely slightly less publicized but really brought this to the forefront was the brutal beating of an elderly Asian woman that happened in New York. And this happened a few weeks ago now. So the New York police did release the video of the beating and it is out there if you want to watch it, but it, it is quite confronting to watch. And essentially what happens is this man comes up repeatedly kicks this elderly woman and he walks away leaving her lying on the ground after he's assaulted her and it, the video shows that there are multiple witnesses including a guard who, who's working in the building and she was assaulted outside of the building and not one of these witnesses go out to help her instead you see the guard stand up close the door and just leave this woman lying outside. So Alyssa Ho Writings, who I talked about before, shared a post by Viet underscore T underscore Nguyen, which said, The Asian American woman violently attacked is the first crime, but the second is the guard who sees her on the ground and casually closes the door. The crime of doing nothing which is what so many Asian Americans feel that the country is doing, nothing. And it really makes you wonder, like what is going on in your mind and what kind of internalized racism is happening for you to see this woman who's just been attacked, who's an elderly woman lying on the floor in front of your building and you get up and close the door and walk away from this situation. So first I'm going to share with you all a recording that was sent through for this episode by a woman called Stacy, who is a Filipino woman who moved to Australia 6 years ago.
1: My name is Stacy and I am a Filipino living in Australia. The country that my family lives in now is very multicultural and for someone that has only lived here for 6 years, i personally think australians are generally kind and respectful of other people's ethnic backgrounds in all honesty most people I have met here have been very very kind when i moved to australia i don't think i ever recognized where racism involved and the impact it has on our community because i have never experienced this kind of discriminatory behavior back in the philippines This mindset, however, completely changed when I started going to university. I did topics where I had to do a lot of research about specific community groups that are significantly vulnerable, such as Asian Australians, of course, specifically elderly Asian Australians. Around this time also, my stepmom, who is a physio assistant, insisted to move to another health unit because she realized that throughout her um, almost 10 years working in the same facility, she was constantly dealing with unconscious bias and discrimination in the workplace. Um, Sometimes her colleagues would joke about not giving her a clinical report or document to complete because she was, I quote, ESL. Um, My dad, on the other hand, who had just become an RN here in Australia last year, Faced a lot of challenges at work because he was being criticized in the staff room secretly for his English. If I did not know about racism as much as I do now, although I still have a lot to learn, I would think that these things are quite minor, very minor things. But it's not. And it's only minor because most of us Asians are expected to suck it up and continue working hard to keep our own place at work and in this country. And we do, but it comes with a lot of hardships. It's not just my family dealing with this. Majority of Asian communities experience the same issues. And the more I hear about what other Asian Australian families deal with on a day-to-day basis in the workplace or in public areas, the more I realize that this is a societal thing, a global problem, actually, as we see it now. And because of COVID-19, data surrounding Asian hate crimes and reports of physical abuse and verbal abuse in Australia became more transparent and evident, if, if and only if, you look for the information yourself, which is another problem of being an Asian in Australia. Now, I don't know if I missed any news these days, but seriously i have not heard of anything about asian hate crimes happening in australia on australian television we all think that this phenomenon is only happening in america when in fact based on a study conducted by the australian national university eight out of ten asian australians have experienced discrimination during the pandemic 80 percent of almost 3 million Asian Australians is a lot, but I don't see any media coverage for this, which is why it's so easy for a lot of people to deny that racism is also a problem here. Although I do have to emphasize that there are frameworks and legislations that address racial discrimination and cultural competency in Australia, but I believe that these strategies are not enough to fight against injustice, and racial inequality. There's just this um, deep-rooted racial discrimination that is so difficult to eradicate because it's been happening for decades. It's like an established culture already, a significant part of the country's history that really started with a white Australia policy in 1901. Some of the current systems put in place to address the issue is so inconsistent, and I think it's primarily because of how service providers apply these strategies out into the public. There's the negative attitudes, the assumptions, and conscious bias against Asian Australians, plus the stigma and misconceptions, and a lot of people act on those, which is quite upsetting considering how diverse Australia is.
0: My second guest for today is a woman called Stell who is of Chinese heritage and was born and raised in Australia. So I sat down and did a mini interview with Stell which I'm going to share with you all now. Stel, hello and welcome to the Mind & Matter podcast.
2: Thanks for having me today, Lucy.
0: Thank you so much for joining us.
2: My pleasure.
0: So to start off with, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and your cultural heritage?
2: Sure. So, um, yeah, so my name's Stell. Um, I'm 27, born in a a town about an hour and a half from Sydney. Yeah, so my cultural background, yeah, so it's Chinese. So mum and dad um, immigrated to Australia from Hong Kong. And yeah, so... Born in a small town, grew up in a small town, and haven't really left. Like I've been out and about, but generally I just, yeah, I'm back and, in a nutshell. <laughs> That's who I am. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so as you mentioned before, you were born in Australia. What was your experience like growing up um, with that Chinese heritage, but growing up in Australia?
2: Yeah, so I guess like as a kid. Like, I didn't really notice too much of a a difference. Like, you know, at school, you know, my classmates would treat me as, you know, another classmate. Sometimes, you know, there might be the whole, you know, like kids being kids, like they'll tease you for whatever. And, you know, the skin colour sort of, that would be the easiest, (laughs) like easiest jab um, if they wanted, you know, to, to have a laugh. But I never really took it to heart. Um, because it was always a bit of a tit for tat, but then growing, like as I got older, um, you do notice it more in, like, the media. How you know you don't see yourself being portrayed in, I guess, in a, in a fashionable light. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then you start noticing that, oh, like I have to look a certain way to be perceived as uh, desirable, or or that's what society has set that you know this is how you know where well what's expected of us so um so that's when I started noticing like that I, I was different in you know just physically different um but it didn't really I suppose get to me until you hit that high school age um when know every everyone's changing and you start noticing different things and um I guess the identity crisis like am I Australian enough I guess with my cultural heritage like my parents made it a a thing for me to to know my mother tongue um and which I like which I can speak so back then it was sort of a look I can speak the language but there's aspects of my culture that I I don't really identify with and then on the flip you've got the Australian I guess Australian culture which I like I totally I get because I grew up with it but then you look like you stand back and you look at it and you sort of like well I'm not I don't know like I'm not quite you you just don't feel 100% connected yeah because you do have the whole your own cultural identity play in with what you've known to, to grow up with so yeah but I, I guess as I've gotten older I've accepted both aspects being Australian and you know being Chinese Australian so and I love both like both sides like you get the best of both worlds really.
0: I do want to ask you Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, have you seen a change in the way that you're treated by the people around you? And have you had to change your behaviours?
2: Yeah, so changing my behaviour was probably the big one. Um, So when the pandemic first came to light, aside from, yeah, social distancing and, you know, staying away from people yes I followed that because of the, the COVID rules but when I head out I do also think about oh look am I going like during a busy time or will I encounter like more people not just because of the possibility of catching the virus but also the fact that would you know would someone perceive me as you know I guess a threat just purely because of my skin colour so I ended up you know running errands and going to the shops either some ridiculous hour in the morning or like heaps late in the evening so I'd avoid the crowds um, and you know I guess decrease the chances of me being looked at funny or copping like remarks so that was probably one of the main things that were well, main behavioural changes I had the guess to adapt to when when this is all, all happened um, so like in terms of being treated differently so there was an incident at the post office where I went up to the the lady and you know just wanted to to, to send uh send some things off and she looked at me and, and she goes oh like I wasn't expecting that and I and that and I mean that took me by surprise because not something you, <laughs> you hear from like a customer service representative and so I asked her like oh like what were you what do you mean and she's like oh wasn't expecting that accent and so then I asked her um what do you mean like what sort of accent were you expecting and she got a bit uncomfortable I at that stage I didn't really know how to feel it was just just ask her like, well, why she got a bit uncomfortable and I just wanted to get my <laughs> my stuff sent off so like I said to her "Look, I just want to get this done and, and then move on but when I left the post office I did think like you know I, I hope that she would think twice the next time that you know that somebody walks in that may not look a certain way or or what she perceives as I guess Australian or mm. like we're all I know like we're just all human and mm. just don't place your expectations on someone just by looking at them I wasn't cranky um it was just couldn't obviously couldn't control what she had to say but like I can only control how I react to certain situations and how I feel so like I mean that's the only thing that I can control mm. at the end of the day so even with little like you know nuanced jabs from you know like friends or comments you you learn to adapt um or like develop a thick skin
0: just kind of on that point do you often have this experience where people are surprised that you were born in Australia and you've lived here your whole life
2: yeah so the the question I people have asked the oh so where are you from Mm. oh yeah okay so where am I from or where am I really from and When I say to, like I'm from Australia or from a town an hour and a half south of Sydney, and then they look at me and and I found that the younger generations, whether if I'm travelling and people asking where I'm from, or just people within Australia, um, like will accept that answer. But I found more with the older generations they they might not necessarily accept that answer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So with the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, it's very saddening to see such an increase in hate crimes towards Asian people all over the world. How have you felt seeing this happen?
2: When it first gained momentum through the media and like I was really sad mm-hmm. just to hear that these things are still happening in in today's day and age where you know we're such a global community. And yeah, to see these things happen, it's like how we really progressed. It did make me sort of think, has there been any progression made?
0: What would you like to see change about the way that we represent and treat the Asian community in Australia?
2: To me, it would just be the rule that gets drummed into us at school, like treat others the way you wish to be treated. I don't know, like it's not rocket science, but (laughs) um, like everyone is on that same plane, regardless of our backgrounds, we're all human. So that's what I'd like to see.
0: Um, And you and I were having a conversation off the mic before about how we are more than happy to embrace Asian culture in the sense that we're more than happy to eat Asian food and watch Asian movies. But then when it comes to actually embracing Asian people, we maybe fall a bit short there. How, how do you kind of feel about that? So there's always aspects where like,
2: people are more willing to, to celebrate. Um, and, I mean, it's great that people are wanting to learn, you know, a bit more about, you know, whether it's our food, our cultural celebrations, but we were to put it in context to what's going on. Like, you know, to stand up for, you know, your Asian neighbour, like that might not necessarily translate. Yeah, like embracing us as a whole rather than, you know, certain aspects where it either benefits or it's convenient at the time. Like, to be fair, we have come a long way in terms of, you know, embracing whether it be our foods and understanding our cultural heritage
0: Well, Stell, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. No, thank you very much. Well, that is the end of today's episode, but I really hope that you all enjoyed listening along and a big thank you to Stell and Stacey for coming on and sharing their experiences. If you would like to stay in touch with Mind Matter and see when my next episodes are coming out, You can follow along on Instagram at mindandmatter.podcast or click subscribe if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Until then, thank you and goodbye.